Oh gosh. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl Dawn and Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast. This is a bonus episode because normally I post, you know, opinion pieces on my social media platforms, but I cannot, especially in regards to politics as it relates to what's going on in Palestine, because all of those platforms are censored. I don't know if they just don't have enough money or uh, whatever to censor Spotify at this present time, but I'm going to talk what I got to talk. So it was a TikToker. All right. Her her at is Milka the Movement, T-H-E-E Movement. And she posted something today in regards to Israel. And long story short, she was announcing that uh, they were acknowledging responsibility for the concert shooting that happened on October 7th of 2023. Yes, that's what you just heard me say. No, you did just hear me say that. that. Yes, you did. No, I'm going to play that. her little clip right here. Surprise, surprise. The Israeli government has admitted that they probably unalived their own citizens, those that were in attendance at the Nova Music Festival. Now, if you guys remember, the Nova Music Festival took place October 7th, 2023, and this is what started the kickstarted the whole genocide. For the past few weeks, the Israeli government has been trying to convince us that the reason why they have been unaliving so many innocent Palestinian men, women, and children is to combat terrorism that is known as Hamas. According to the Israeli government, Hamas unalived over 1,500 of concert music festival attendees. Well, now it's being revealed that the Israeli government actually unalived their own citizens. Apparently, the Israeli government mistook some of the concert, uh, not concert, music festival attendees as Hamas and fired upon them, unaliving them. If you follow my page, you have you know that I spoke out about how fishy the reporting and the information that was coming out about the music festival was. It seemed as if we could not get any firsthand accounts of what happened and we were only getting accounts of what happened from the Israeli government. I thought it was weird that for so many people to be at a at a music festival, we did not see any cell phone footages. We don't see, we didn't see any like body that was there just coming on their TikTok or on their social media and giving a firsthand account of what happened. All we heard was from the Israeli government officials. That is weird for a for a mass casualty event like like that to happen at a music festival and we don't hear from people. Well, now it's being revealed that the reason why we haven't heard firsthand accounts is because a lot of the witnesses that were there says that it was the IDF that was firing upon concert attendees and it was not Kamas. It is even being reported that Kamas actually did not have prior knowledge that the festival was happening and probably seen it happen as they were going in there. So in other words, the Israeli government played in our face yet again and is using terrorism, Kamas, and whatever else they can get their hands on to continue a genocide on the Palestinian people. Okay, so first of all, what is really going on? I kept saying, see, I've have a, I've had this up and down relationship with what's going on in Palestine because it came to my knowledge that they the Palestinians discriminate against their own 
dark-skinned Palestinians. So they're double oppressed. So you have people who what they consider themselves Afro-Palestinian. They might have mag migrated from a different area or they may have already been indigenous to that country, but they treat them terribly and they've had a documentary regarding that. And I had stopped for a good week or so uh, posted about Palestine. I had even deleted some posts. I went back and retracted some emails I sent on behalf of Palestine. And then it hit me. First and foremost, they are Muslim, just like I am Muslim. I'm not perfect, just like they're not perfect. And regardless, I'm not helping for the sake of friendship or anything else. I'm only helping for the sake of Allah, for the will of Allah, for the cause of Allah. That stuff, that stuff run deep. And you know why? Because that's why I'm still married to this very day. This is 15 years later. I'm married for the, we married for the sake of Allah, for the will of Allah, for the cause of Allah. And that supersedes love. Believe me. Okay? It supersedes love. Okay? Love is fading. It's fleeting. And it could go and come back. But for the sake of Allah, it's just something that's beyond understanding. There's a quote. I don't know who said this quote. The enemies of my enemy is my friend. Something like that. I feel like we all got a common denominator. And I'm not saying... It's the Jewish people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you're experiencing the exact same thing I'm experiencing, perhaps we can exchange notes and figure out what the F is going on. So the way that you solve your problem, inshallah, I can solve my problem the same way. So, for example, what's happening in Palestine, it brought worldwide attention. Why? Because here come Israel. Screaming and crying for help, talking about the day is being allegedly attacked by Hamas, which we have already covered. If you haven't listened to me, go on my YouTube channel. You can look up Representative uh, Ron Paul of Texas, who admitted in 2009 that United States and Israel created Hamas. That's neither here nor there. I just wanted to say that because I know I'm going to have some psychos on here talking about that's not. Da, da, da. No, look it up. But it brought worldwide attention for a reason. And not to say that the only people who is oppressed is in Palestine or the only people who are experiencing what their experience is in, in, is in Palestine. It just forced us to compare notes. Um, we all started comparing notes to where we realized that I... Sorry, y'all. I had to cut that off. My husband came in. So anyway... We found out that, you know, that was an article I was reading that IDF soldiers, you can go to my TikTok if you want to find that. I'm not quoting it here, you know, the exact source, but it's well known that the United States had an exchange plan between Israeli police and United States police where they were training our officers to use such tactics that was used on George Floyd. In fact, yeah, that's what I just did on this podcast. I think, what was that? I don't know when I posted that yesterday. I don't know. Uh, just go back a day or two before this podcast episode. And I did the episode about George Floyd and the knee and the neck tactic that, you know, was used that they quote unquote denied. Now I found another video by accident. All right. So I'm going to play you this. Um, this creator name is Ona O-N-A and then it's at A-N-N-A-H dot H-I-T-A. And she's going to talk about what's going on in the Congo and the ties to Israeli um, citizens. 
Did you know that Israel is involved and funds the genocide in Congo? I'm gonna focus on information that's not being circulated. Meet Dan Gertler, an Israeli businessman. Dan is the grandson of Israel's largest diamond exchange. Now, it's important to point out that Congo is sitting on a wealth of resources, not just Colton, and Israel does not have any diamond mines. Now, Dan entered Congo in 1997, 25 years ago, around the time where this genocide escalated. Western powers are funding militia groups in Rwanda and Uganda to destabilize Congo for the past 25 years and ensure that the people are mining these resources. Dan Gertler is a modern day slave trader. In addition to boycotting tech devices, which yes, we are doing that for Congo, which just means you're not gonna go get the new iPhone every time it drops. You are going to take care of your devices, use it until it's on its last leg. We are also going to boycott diamond. And let's be honest, diamonds are the most boring carbon atom pattern structures. There are so many other crystals that have way prettier structures. Anyway, so back to Dan. Now, Israel is the largest diamond exchange exporter. United States and Belgium buys their diamonds from Israel, which directly funds and contributes to their economy. What we are seeing happening to Congo is a form of neocolonialism, where Western powers indirectly control the economic and political structures to exploit and steal resources. And this is all in the name of money. I'd like to know, Israel, what are you defending yourself from in Congo? Except that you have invested in your mining interests to steal resources from a former colony. Regardless of whether Israel's involved or not, this deserves attention. I just think it's very interesting that they are involved. Spread the knowledge, spread awareness, do your research, educate yourself. What we don't know keeps their contracts alive and moving. You know, this is the irony of this and the the downfall of America is fascinating. And when I say the downfall of America, I mean the downfall of white supremacy. That that's what I'm really yeah, I'm 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 saying it. This is the downfall of any level of this supremacist regime. Matter of fact, if we're gonna keep it all the way gangster, I might as well go ahead and play the CNN clip where they is gradually they have finally come to the point where they is now throwing israel under the bus they have never in the past month to my knowledge and i could be wrong but it seemed clear that everything on the mainstream me news media and i mean liberal and conservative outlets were echoing the exact same sentiment of Israel good, Palestine bad. Like this has been going on for years. It's always been like that. It ain't just it ain't just brand new. I mean, please. So for them to now be calling uh people in the cabinet of Benjamin Netanyahu, I don't know how to pronounce his name. They talking about uh they call him fascist and 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 supreme. Listen, listen, I'm gonna play it. This listen to this clip. Odeb Bisharat, Jewish terrorist. That's according to Israel's Channel 13. Now, Smotrich denies those claims. He stated he was proud of his role in opposing Israel's expulsion from Gaza, quote, noting that he was freed without any charges being filed against him, according to a report from the Times of Israel. Now, Bisharat writes in Haaretz on Monday of this week that Smotrich, quote, sees the disaster that has befallen the country as an opportunity to plunder the West Bank. The settlers who share his messianic ideology, have begun to carry out their plans to purge the area of its Palestinian population, unquote. As with this scene you see, of armed Israeli settlers, zealots, extremists, harassing Palestinians, wreaking havoc in the West Bank. 
And then there's the Minister of National Security, Itamar Ben-Gavir. Quote, immediately upon hearing of the criminal Hamas attacks, uh, Bisharat writes, Ben-Gavir was calling for a sequel to the 2021 Arab... It's, it, it's just about over because you can only get away with that if everybody can compare notes. And when I say everybody, I mean the people who matter, the ones who actually is writing the letters to um, politicians. Like, or maybe I should say specifically people who are relevant to this entire cause, meaning the people who is not afraid to post on social media. It's people out here getting shot for even wearing any type of Muslim garb, for even anybody even thinking you belong or is attached to Palestine or asking for help on behalf of Palestine. Those are the people who I'm talking about, you know, who are comparing notes and it's making a difference. Also, I want to mention the fact that I believe that a serious thing that has happened is the fact that Palestine and Palestinian Americans have sued the Biden administration this year. You can look that up as well. Um, and that's in conjunction with uh, American citizen last year for. Um, it, he, I'll just say it was something called pay to slay where the American government. I am not making this up, y'all. The American government from 94 to 2016 was paying Palestinian citizens a certain amount of stipend if your kids get locked up uh, or if you get locked up they pay your family for a certain period of time if you die as a you know uh, as a martyr then you get a certain amount of money if you kill a certain amount of jewish israeli american citizens you get a stipend you could google this and that's why they're suing the biden administration this has been happening since 2022 um December. That's so those two separate lawsuits he's getting hit with. I know anybody that's in listening range of this has not heard of this because it's hidden so deeply. You're not even going to find it in the regular Google algorithm. Like I find it because I always cross reference with TikTok. I'll see someone on TikTok. I'll be like, that can't be true. I look it up. I find it is true. Then I find multiple sources in all different forms of media from mainstream to blogs to whatever. Um, and just compare notes and it's like oh wow it really is true so all of us who is crazy enough to be writing letters on behalf of these people it's kind of like you write it on behalf of yourself because if they will allow that if the whole world would allow what's happening over there to happen over there it's only a matter of time before they come over here with that mess and then they're doing it in the name of pretending as though it's only is israel as if united states is not funding Israel, as if we're not looking at this, is literally white supremacy. <clears throat> this is literally what we're looking at. I'm talking about the tactics they're using apartheid, like how they used in South Africa. I'm not just babbling gibberish or propaganda. You can literally look this up. This is what is happening. And even if I only took the Palestinian side, right? Let's just float on over to, I believe I quoted Tantor yesterday. Go on the Tantor doc, uh, documentary on YouTube. It's free right now. Where they got elderly Jewish people acknowledging it. All up and down TikTok, you got older. I've seen women doing this. That's indoctrinating their own children into these lies. And literally using the terminology brainwashing. I'm brainwashing. 
You know what, honey? Just so that we clear, let me go ahead and play another clip off TikTok. That's off a documentary. I don't know who this Jewish lady is. She's an Israeli citizen, but I keep seeing her on TikTok. And, you know, inshallah, if I figure out who she is, I'll come back and add it to this episode because I could do that on um with Spotify. I could just add whenever I want. But I'm going to play the clip from her explaining how she literally is saying how she brainwashed the kids into Zionism. When I talk to North American Jews, especially young North American Jews, and I talk to them about how they feel about Israel, and also their alienation, their growing alienation from Israel, the one strongest element by far in their feelings of alienation from Israel, that element is the settlement movement and what the occupation represents in terms of the denial of Palestinian rights to two millions of people. People say to me, why don't you explain to the Jews in the United States uh, what is exactly behind your thinking? I explain. But <laughs> I'm laughing because the, the right word for it, you have to brainwash all the time. You have to brainwash all the time. You have to say, to explain it, to live it cope with it. My husband says to me, why do you speak to your children all the time about Zionism, pioneerism, Judea and Samaria, settling and settling, and all my family are settlers here, because this is the only way to continue Zionism. They know that it's wrong what they're doing, but it's like that's the only way, and they do it in the quote-unquote name of Zionism. And anybody who thinks Zionism is an anti I'm saying this as anti-Semitic all this. Zionism is not exclusive to uh, Judaism. It's, it's, it's a political organization. It's a political ideology, Zionism. It is not Judaism. They do not represent the entire Jewish population. I believe that it's almost as if I'm inclined to say this, and I'm going to say it since I'm on my podcast. I'm inclined to say it looked like they didn't hijack them people's religion. I mean, that's what it looked like. I mean, for real. I don't even personally know. What, why would I know? I don't ask nobody their business. I don't personally know Jewish people. But I would be a fool to blanket everybody like they all is these, you know, crazy Israeli Zionists. Nah, I don't think that. But I feel like they've been hijacked. I really feel like they've been hijacked. And then I also learned on TikTok, you know, this is amazing about TikTok, that Benjamin Net Netanyahu, I don't know how to say his name. You know that's not his last name. They changed it from the European last name. I think his family is originally from somewhere in Europe, Poland, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I might as well take another pause to play that video so you understand what I was just saying. No, because we need to talk about how Israeli prime ministers and politicians change their names to make themselves sound more indigenous to the land, even though they're all from Europe. Benjamin Netanyahu is actually called Benjamin Milekowski, and he traces his roots back to Philadelphia and Poland. Shimon Perez was born with the Polish name Zimon Persky, and his roots trace back to Poland. Bezalel Smotrich's surname is literally named after a town in Ukraine. Yalapid's father was literally called Tommy. And his DNA traces back to Hungary and Romania. That hobgoblin, Golda Meir's real birth name is Mabovich. And she was actually Ukrainian. David Ben-Gurion was actually born as David Grun. 
and he only adopted that name once he took on colonising as his full-time job after he left. Surprise, surprise, Poland. Ehud Barak Hebrewized his surname from Brog in 1972, and his family roots trace back to Lithuania. Isaac Herzog might not have changed his name, but his family are from everywhere but Palestine. And Itamar Ben-Gavir's real name is the Khunzir of Israel. And of course, we have to give a special shout out to Hollywood's golden coloniser, Gal Gadot. Or shall I call you by your real name, Gal Greenstein, originally from Austria, Germany, Poland and Czechoslovakia. The lies is coming out and the bones is coming out the closet. And I have a feeling this ain't going to be my last podcast on it. Because you know what? Maybe I do need to podcast in regards to this stuff. Because the algorithm ain't algorithming like how Spotify algorithm algorithm. Okay? I don't know why, but I could put some stuff. Or if somebody had me on a podcast or whatever, it'll show up in Google algorithm way faster than uh, if you post a YouTube video or whatever, I, TikTok shows up really fast on the algorithm and Spotify for some reason. So I don't know if I'm going to update every day, but I noticed that my clients, like they don't be knowing about stuff that's on regular, even mainstream news or on TikTok or whatever, or what's in newspaper. They don't be knowing. And I just be like, you know, such, 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 such happened. What? <laughs> And before I end this one, I did want to play this last clip from a TikToker. I believe he's an ex-Marine. And his statement was enlightening. I was I was shocked. We'll leave it with that. Because I just wanted to like give some context on what brought me to making this podcast episode today. His TikTok name is at Joshua Marcella, J-O-S-H-U-A dot M-A-R-S-E-L-L-A. I want to quickly address this comment, um, not from a place of malice, but from a a place of education. Um, And the fact that the the great lie, the uh, American exceptionalism lie has been pushed on us uh, for generations. it's all a part of the the songs we sing in school. This land is your land. This land is my land. Um, you know, the fact that they make us pledge allegiance uh, to the flag. All these things are to make you feel this sense of pride, this sense of uh, America is the greatest. America is this uh, force of nature upon the world. And we are the, the great bearer of truth and justice. Um, and that's just not the case. It hasn't been the case since we stole the land from the native people that were here already. There was what millions of people here already when we decided that we discovered this land. Um, it's it's just a great lie that has been perpetuated on, on generations and generations. And I don't want people to think that um, you can't be proud of where you're from. Um, we don't have control over where we're born, but don't keep thinking that the world wants to be like us and the world is gonna come for us if we don't Uh, have a military, if we don't fight, if we don't go overseas. If it was about freedom and if it was about protecting the people and securing our nation, um, we would have never went to Vietnam. We never would have went to Korea. We would have never went to any of these places, uh, especially Iraq and the Middle East. Uh, I guarantee you the people in Iraq didn't want anything to do with us. They didn't care about us. They were living their lives, um, you know, the other thing is, is that we think we are this great provider of the world and 
we go to places to instill democracy and to instill uh, great uh, virtues and and things like that when it's just not true. It's just not true. We go places, we leave them in shambles. And when we don't, we leave a military base there so they know we mean business, so they know that we are in control of them and uh, we instill dictators all over the world while assassinating good leaders. Um, even in our own country, um, we do this thing. Um, so please don't, don't think I, um, I'm trying to be mean about this, but it's, it's just not about securing our freedom. And I know it's a great feeling. It makes us feel warm and fuzzy when we hear the national anthem and the star spangled banner, the, 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 the rockets and the, the fireworks and the flag. Um, but you got to understand the truth and I'm no, I'm nothing special. I'm an, outlier but i'm not um i'm not special all the veterans that i've talked to most of them feel the same way they just don't talk about it um we're we're treated as heroes in this country but a lot of us deal with guilt and we deal with uh, a lot of uh, negative emotions because of things like this we know the truth of what we did and it's hard to grasp the reality that we literally invade countries for no reason people die children die mothers die uh, people, uh, men die, um, all because of us, because of what we think is American exceptionalism. Um, so please just understand that this is not true. It, it hasn't been true forever. Um, you can't take away someone else's freedom and kill them and say, you're helping yourself. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just over there killing people. Um, so they don't kill me. Um, cause that's bullshit. And it never ends because you can always have this enemy and you see what they're doing now where they're dividing our country because people are finally realizing, you know, war is bullshit. So what are they doing? They're dividing our country. And now you have people in America that want to have another civil war because they think this great white hope in Trump was going to save everybody and do everything. But that was just another lie. Um, it's all a lie. So I'm sorry. I, this is not true. And I'm sorry about the rant, but I just can't listen to this anymore. Um, we didn't give you your freedom. There's other countries in the world that are free. It's not just America. Um, and in fact, we're behind in education, uh, healthcare, uh, the economy, everything. We're only exceptional in the fact that we have the most rich people in the world and the richest politicians and the most prisons and the worst healthcare. So, yeah. With all due respect, no, this isn't it. This is not it. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take a commercial break, and then I'll close out this episode. A clip from episode 161 of Research Show's podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the VV show? Two years ago. Oh, wow. So you was nine. Yes, ma'am. This is, I'm just so inspired. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, all right, so... Tell everybody, how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am. And I want to inspire, like, kids that's my age or younger and also, like, some adults as well so they can inspire their kids to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be, like, like, like positivity like have positivity and you know be positive not like don't be negative that is so wonderful entrepreneur thursdays with research shows podcast mm.
All right. Thank y'all so much for coming back from this commercial break. Don't forget every day at 12 noon, that's Eastern time. We have my two cents every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. We interview the entrepreneurs and then Mondays at 6 a.m. We have the um, morning show with the morning crew. Don't forget, if you want to listen to this and any other episodes, we are on most streaming platforms, or you can go straight to the research departments with an S dot com. Click on research shows podcast. You can also download my app, which is I am Don Williams. And um, that, that should be available on Google Play. Hopefully, by the time you hear this recording, it'll be available on the Apple Store as well. But we shall we shall see. So I'll just say, inshallah, if Allah permits. Don't forget, we are accepting guests for season five. So please, you can use the exact same link that I said, the research departments with NS.com. Click on Research Shows Podcast. Fill out the online form. And we look forward to having you as a guest on our show. So... With that being said, everybody have a wonderful day on purpose and I hope to see you or I hope that you listen to me for the next episode.